0: Morning, church family. I'd like to pray. Father God, I just thank you for the gift that is Jesus, the word that you sent to us, and out of your tremendous love for us. Lord, that he came as a babe in humble circumstances, the lion and the lamb. Lord, we just um, lift you up today, Lord, you are holy. And Lord, as your word comes today, let our eyes and our hearts be set on you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, does anyone from the ministry team have a word?
1: You, Marilyn? I have a fun testimony to share. Last week, I think it was, I got up and I said, you know, the Lord's just declaring the month of December is a month of suddenlies. Suddenly, he just meets your needs somehow. Suddenly, he just knocks you on your feet. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Suddenly. Well, I was driving home from work, just exhausted. We were doing a ballot recount. So we had the newspaper in there, we had senators, I mean, just all, it was just intense. So I'm driving home from work, can't wait to just walk in my house, shake it all off, and eat chocolate. And uh, my husband called me and said, I just found out that those way cool um, lights that uh, you, that are on a outdoor projector that f- go on your house. You know, they're laser. And he said, if they're the ones we looked at last year, they were 75 bucks a pop, and it would take three to do our little house. So he didn't get them, obviously. He said, they're on sale right now at Walmart for $24.95. Well, you know, three times that, that's still some serious change. <laughs> I'm thinking that's just about what I made today. I really wanted to go on that, and then I thought, you know, my husband's life is limited because of the disabilities, and so, yeah, okay, let's let's roll with this. So that's the background. So I walk into Walmart, and I get a little, you know, life in my step there, and I'm cruising through, and I find the right ones, and I pray, oh, is it this one? Oh, it's this one. Okay, so I picked up three of them, and of course. I didn't get a little basket. So now I have three of these boxes. And so, you know, I'm holding them like this, you know, like Chinese checkers. If one falls, they all go tumbling. I thought, I don't want to cook tonight. So I walked all the way to the other side of Walmart. I'm going to get a roast chicken so that I can be cute and put slippers on instead of dinner, you know. And chickens were fried bad. None none of it was looking good. And I'm like, why am I over here, Lord? And all of a sudden, here comes the suddenly. This adorable little gal, I don't know, I'm going to say she's 35 to 40 years old, El Prego, El Prego, and two adorable little girls, one on each hand, and she comes running up to me, and she sees those boxes, and she goes, oh, my gosh, we just bought those yesterday, and we love them, and she was just, like, over the top, and I went, ooh, okay, good, 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 I'm, I'm liking that one, you know, and then she said, she said, do you have a smartphone, I mean, Pastor will attest, I'm always saying, how do I do that on my Android, you know? I said, yeah, I think I do. I said, but the owner is just not quite as smart. I said, why? And she said, because there's a coupon on your phone for Walmart. These are $7.50 a piece. I did the math real quick, and when I get three for the price of one, I looked at her, and I said, I'm cute, I'm clueless, and I need help. And she said, okay. She said, are you leaving right now? Yeah, I said, I am. Okay, and she turned to this really handsome young guy over here. turns out it's her husband, and she just says to him, honey, I'm going to walk her through the checkout, use my phone, so she gets the discount like we did yesterday. And he goes, cool, catch you when I catch you. And off we went, and I'm just like, you know what I mean? I just felt like I was, well, I was in another world. I was in Kingdom World. I'm just kind of walking through Walmart on clouds. We get to the checkout, and, of course, her battery starts to die. I mean, you know, the enemy's always in it trying to win it. That's fact, but it's not true. Because the lady came over, and she, sh- and so my lady showed her real quick, and the gal went, okay, I got it. And she did all the stuff on the register, and it popped up for $24.99. Suddenly, I had more money and I knew what to do It Well, you know what I mean. Had the three cool things my husband really wanted. Little did I know, my husband had already taken chicken out of the freezer and had it defrosting at home. And this gal was so, she was so over the top that she could do this for me. I know it had nothing to do with my age. It's just that she was like me. She was, you know, a, a giving person. So I just looked at her, and all of a sudden, I, I just started crying. Just sweet tears. It was just like she didn't really realize yet how much God had used her. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, you are so sweet. You are so kind. Oh, my gosh. I prayed, said, Lord, I really want these, and I don't know if I can afford them. And, blah, blah, blah. and here you are. And I said, I'm just going to be praying for you and your family all the way home. I didn't ask her. I just declared it. You know what I mean? And come by and see our house because it's real cute. It looks wonderful. And I come back to the suddenlies. That's not the only one, but it's a fun one to share with you today.
0: Thank you, Marilyn. That's awesome. That was a gift. Anyone else? Okay, I'm sorry but I need a Kleenex. Should have brought one with me. Allergies. <clears throat> so, um, Marilyn's actually bringing um, a preach on um Oh, you do? I'm sorry I didn't see you. Come up. Come up. Just up. We always want to hear from the Lord.
2: Well, um, that was awesome and very cool. How nice! Yeah. And um, so, f- for me, I can—I guess the biggest thing that um, I've been really desiring of Lord is, um, Lord, I just—I want to have more time with you. Um, I had heard—I think it was Gloria Copeland—I don't know how many years ago—but she said, "If you want to change, you've got to make a change." And so where I work, I had uh, when I was hired, it was only supposed to be for four days a week. But probably about four weeks into it, they're like, "Can you go full time?" And you know, I'm like, "Yeah, for the project, I'm fine doing it for the project." And then of course it got extended, and uh, finally I was just like, "Lord, I want to change. I I want more time with you." And so finally, my coworker, she's she's much younger than I am, but she was, uh, she was like, "Come on, Sharon, just you know, this is what they this is how they hired you, you know, you need to step up." And so, finally, last week, I'm like, "Okay, uh, this is it. I'm not getting your permission, but this is what I'm doing." And so, yeah, so yeah, thankfully, um, i I'm back to my original. Higher as four days a week rather than the full time.
3: (laughs) I just want to say that God is good. God is good. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, the Lord is not leading us into the valley of the shadow of death, He's leading us into goodness. So when you start finding yourself there, start declaring, the Lord is my blessing, he is my refuge, he is my fortress. And it says, I will say of the Lord. So start speaking, don't give up. You know, when the Lord healed the one blind guy, he says, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. And the Lord didn't go, eh, you know, that's as good as it's going to get, dude. You know, (laughs) be on your way, be fed, be happy. Laid his hands on him again, and boom, that was it. He was was good. So just keep saying. Keep declaring. Keep speaking. Speak over your kids, your finances, and bind that enemy. Do not let him come in there and try to steal from you because he will. He'll, He'll try to steal everything, your money, your joy, your health. Start speaking. Speak, speak, speak. Speak of the Lord. Speak the word.
4: I'm going to try to be quick here. We want to give Marilyn all the time she needs. She said, when you guys start walking out, then she'll be done. (laughs) I had a word, a couple things that I pulled up while we were worshiping, but speaking of the suddenlies, I'll try to give a snapshot of these things. Yesterday was a day of suddenlies for me, too. Was that yesterday for you? It was Thursday. Thursday, okay. For me, it was yesterday. I just let me start out by saying just be who you are. In the community, in your family, in your day-to-day interactions, just be who you are, who you know God says you are. Like don't don't try to be super spiritual. Don't feel like you gotta, you know, read X number of chapters and worship for an hour and a half, and then you're ready to be used. That's not what the word tells us. Jesus died for us to have a new life, a new creation life. The old is gone, the new has come. Be who you are in Christ. And I would encourage you to make eye contact with people in the community. So yesterday, uh, two things, three things happened. I'll, I'll just stick with the two. I decided to go get a quick haircut on my lunch break instead of come home. Uh, with Tammy's approval, of course. Time at home is important to me. I love coming home on my lunch break and seeing everybody. But I thought I could zip down to Fred Meyers and get into that place. So anyway, I, I was in the chair and uh, the, the barber, she um, was just going along, buzzing away. And I just was thinking of Tammy when she was doing hair and how her wrist, she had carpal tunnel syndrome and how she had a little wrist brace. And I just felt prompted and I wasn't getting all tingly. I wasn't like, whoa, the presence is so heavy right now. I got to speak. It was just sitting in the chair, just being the mailman. And I was like, how's your wrist? And she's, uh, I don't know if she's, what her nationality is. She's Asian. She's like, what? I was like, how is your wrist? Do you have any wrist pain? And then I mentioned my wife used to deal with that. And she's like, that's interesting that you ask that. Just last night, she was telling her husband, I have wrist pain, and that's the first time for her. And so, you guys know, I like to tell you all lots of times, you're an air freshener, you are a sprinkler, just release the presence. So I told her, as she's cutting my hair, I was like, well, I'm going to just believe that right now, as you're cutting my hair, that God is going to heal that. And then we just you know, went on from there and finished the haircut, you know, all chairs were full, and It was at the end of the day for them. Then, when we were paying up, uh, she ran my card and I was waiting. And I just, I could, it's like I could see ahead of time what I was going to do or what I wanted to do. I said, Which wrist is it? And she said, This one. And I was like, Is it okay if I touch it? And she's like, Sure. So I put my fingers on each side. I kind of grabbed her wrist. And I just said, In the name of Jesus, I declare healing into your wrist and I command the pain to go. Jesus' name, just simple. I didn't care. The owner of the place, she's a believer, so I had a little bit of freedom, I felt, because of that. But, I mean, there was a bunch of people. I just blocked everybody out. And she really lit up, and she was kind of checking her wrists. I didn't stick around to find out if the pain was gone. But I want to encourage you guys. I just felt like that was a suddenly. I was not expecting that to happen. I just took the opportunity. Then, because I didn't get to go home and get press pot coffee, I decided to pull into the little uh, coffee shack that's right there on Perry Avenue by my route and grab an Americano, and there was a pregnant girl working in there, and there was another one before that I had seen. I'd only gone through there like twice, maybe three times in the last six months. And uh, this was a different girl, but I wasn't sure. So we just sparked up a conversation when she's making the coffee about when the babies do. It's like, when are you going to have that thing, you know? And, you know, just trying to be lighthearted and, told her that we have five kids and asked her if she's going to have a natural birth or hospital, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, when we got done and she gave me my coffee, I just knew. I was like, are you having a boy? And she's like, yes. And she told me she had another child. I said, the other one's a daughter, isn't it? And she's like, yes. And I just knew that the thoughts in my head were not goosebump tagged. There was no overshadowing Anointing that I was feeling, I just knew in my natural mind that God was showing me the baby's a boy, she has a daughter, speak into what is spoken over him. I said, I just, and this is right when I'm getting ready to start my truck and pull out of there. I was like, I just want to say, don't let anybody put anything on that little boy. No expectations that boys are different, boys are difficult, boys are hard this is going to be a sweet, I began to prophesy. She didn't know it, but I was prophesying over her baby. If I could have, I would have stayed there longer and went even further because I could tell after I spoke a few words that she was getting touched. I just, maybe because I said, you know, he's going to love his mama. Yeah, yeah. that that makes most mamas cry. That That usually does it right there. So anyway, that was the second suddenly, suddenly. And then a third one was one of my carriers that I, um, Talked to. He's a, a veteran. He broken hips and broken ankles, and now he's healed. He's thirty years old, and I just began to tell him, "I, I believe that you're going to get healed." And he knew what I was talking about. Anyway, so those were some fun suddenlies. But I just felt like I want to read this real quick, and then we're going to hand it back to you. Um, in worship, you know, we're just celebrating Jesus. We're worshiping the gift of God's love, the one that came as as the perfect Christmas gift for all of us. You know, he, he is the gift. Jesus is such a wonderful, wonderful Savior and gift to each one of us. And just pull him in and, and just stay so close-knit to him. And if, if you're not, just get there. Go after him because he is love. He's not angry. And I felt like this is important to remind us. We don't, we get to choose Which aspects of the nature of God we cling to. The Bible talks about the wrath of God, yes. The Bible also talks about the love of God and the love he has for his his sons and daughters, for those he's chosen. You are dearly beloved children of God. You are not any longer under the wrath of God. You don't have to see God as angry with you. And then you have to work towards his favor, You are in Christ and you are in his favor. So this scripture says from, boy, I didn't, I just took snapshots of it. I think it's 1 John 1.8 and it's from the Passion. It says, you love him passionately, although you did not see him, but through believing in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory for you are reaping the harvest of your faith The full salvation promised you your soul's victory. Even though you've never seen him, you believe. And John, uh, the book of John, I'll skip everything else that I had here. Jesus told Thomas, um, Thomas, now that you've seen me, and this is after the resurrection, now that you've seen me, you believe, but there are those who have never seen me. That's you guys and me. There are those who have never seen me with their eyes, but have believed in me with their hearts, and they will be even more blessed. So you and I have the even more, even more blessing because we're trusting in him even though we've never seen him. You think the disciples were blessed to see everything and to walk side by side with Jesus how much more favor and blessing the Father has poured out on us because we are in Christ and we believe without ever seeing. That
1: was awesome.
0: That was awesome. Thank you, Scott. Um, This morning, um, as I said, Marilyn is um, bringing a preach on, declaring the word. And I just felt the Lord was tapping me on the shoulder. um, And I asked if I could do the transition today today because I wanted to do just a little reminder of what the Word is and how important it is to us. So the Gospel of John opens with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So he spoke, spoke all things into existence. By his Word, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, the stars. So creation was brought about by the very breath of God, that inspired inspiration. So the word of God in the Old Testament is described as one sent forth from God to accomplish a mission and returning to him afterwards. And I think all of us are familiar with that scripture. So my word, which goes forth from my mouth, my word which I command to go forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. To Think about that. Jesus is the word, and that um, part of God that, that goes out and accomplishes those things active, alive, and living. In Psalms it says they cried out to the Lord in their distress, and he sent his word to heal them. And it also in Psalms says, he sends forth his command to the earth, and his word runs swiftly. So he's quick to answer. He's quick to send his word. He's quick to send his command. In Hebrews, it says, Jesus is the gleaming brightness of God's glory. He is the the exact likeness of God's being, and he uses his powerful word to hold all things together. He is the one who watches over his word to perform it. We don't need to do that. I wanted to share with you one thing that really brought um, a revelation to me on this. And um, I was coming back from Belfair with a friend of mine, and she was speaking about something in particular that she was really um, giving to the Lord, and she had a little bit of fear. She was asked to step up into leadership. And, of course, like a lot of us, she was going, who, me, Lord? Who am I? So as we're, I'm listening to her, and the Lord um, gave me an open-eyed vision. And as I'm looking, I'm seeing um, the, the, the uh, sky and the horizon, and it's all scripture. And as I look around at the trees and look around me, it's all scripture. It's kind of like puzzle pieces. I don't know how to describe it, but it's all scripture. I see everything is scripture, even though I'm seeing the color and all the textures. And as I look at the ground and the pavement, and we're driving in the car, it's all scripture. And then I began to see me and another person standing there, and we're scripture. And scripture is pouring down into us. And then as I continue to um, be engaged in this vision, I just see scripture, and it's just going everywhere. It's dynamic. It's moving. It's going here. It's going there. And so I began to um, have a revelation of how active his word actually is. It's not static. So there's a lot of activity in the spiritual world that, that you know, we don't necessarily um, um, tap into or, or really, you know, understand or, or envision. So I wanted to share that with you. God's word is his very command, and that word is Jesus. The living word made flesh, sent by God to be the supreme perfect revelation of himself revealed to us in Jesus. So more than communication through language as we comprehend it, it's personal, relational, interactive, and alive. It has substance. It's tangible. His language is not like ours. It crosses all natural and supernatural barriers, including time and matter. Can you imagine? I mean, that's kind of incomprehensible for us, isn't it? He knows the beginning and the end, and he can move mountains, not to mention overthrow death. It's powerful, it's vibrant, it's flourishing, it's dynamic, it's quickening. It breathes the very breath of his word on us. It changes the atmosphere. So recently, um, and I told you about this when I was at Harrison Hospital with my son, after he'd had his kidney surgery, and he'd been to the doctor that day, and they removed the stent. And he came home, and he was just in tremendous pain. He was despairing, thinking, OK, I went through all of this, and I went through the stint being removed today, and I still have pain. What is this? So I took him to the emergency room. They were so crowded. We didn't get him in right away, and we're sitting. Finally went out into the lobby because the emergency room waiting room was so full. And as he sat there, and he said to me, Mom, I don't, I don't know how I can go through this anymore. I am just done. And he was despairing. And I had discernment that this was a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual attack. And so right there in the lobby, and it was in the evening, I got up and I laid hands on him and began to pray. But I just felt like, okay, I'm praying for him, praying for his healing. But no, I got mad. (laughs) I really, really put my foot down and got mad. And I said, no, I'm making declarations. And I walked the perimeter of that lobby, and I was declaring God's word over my son. And then I began to come against everything that was there and commanding it to leave. And I was yeah, I was active, I was just like going around. And as I was looking up, I looked at the cameras and I thought, okay, somebody's gonna be looking at this, or the guards, or the security guards, they're gonna come in and think, what's going on with her? Um, but anyway, um, a woman came in, And um, she had a little one that um, may have been autistic or had something going on. And um, as I was doing this, and I kind of glanced out of the corner of my eye, and the mom's kind of looking at me. I went back over and laid uh, hands on my son again, and the little girl just calmed right down, and she was just focused. And so part of my prayer and in my heart was for Jesus to touch this little girl, and he did. So that's changing the atmosphere. One other thing I'm going to share with you quickly is um, I was in Walmart the other day to make this poster. My son was with me. He was off shopping somewhere, and I was just struggling to get this done, and it just wasn't coming up. It wasn't right, and there was an older gentleman in there, and so I begged his assistance, and he was very, you know, kind and came over, and I kept asking him to come over, and Finally, my son came over, and um, he was helping me, too. And we just couldn't get this thing to work. But the guy was having a conversation with my son about, as he was growing up, and how rebellious he was. And, and then he was into, um, you know, the whole biker crowd and that whole thing. And still a little bit, you know, rough cut. So it never got done. So the next day I went, and uh, I happened to call him. I was supposed to pick it up the next day, and I, I couldn't. And so I called him and told him you know, can I pick it up the following day? He said, sure, sure, sure. So I went in to pick it up, and he said, oh, it was a software program, and I was just really effusive in um, giving him thanks and, and saying, thank you so much for all the help you've giving me, given me, and I, I gave him cash, and so he's checking out in the register, and I could just see he was a little bit antsy, and he was kind of talking to me, and I thought it was just small talk, and then he said something about uh, propaganda. So he was referring to the posters as propaganda, and I thought, OK, well, I'm not going to take an offense. And um, so he was saying, yeah, this, you know, well, I helped you with the posters, but, you know, it's kind of propaganda or whatever he said. I don't even remember what he said. And I said, so you say. And he closed the register door. And he was all like, you know, please just punch with himself because he wanted to deliver this little dart. <laughs> and I said, so you say. I said, by the way, you owe me 69 cents. And he goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he got really flustered. and. Uh, so I just kind of laughed and um, when I was in the emergency room it was like taking authority over that and being proactive and in this instance I thought be quiet pray for him declare that he will come to know the Lord and that a seed will be planted and he just kind of calmed down and and I just looked at him and I smiled and he saw that I wasn't taking an offense and he goes well it's good propaganda though isn't it and I said yes it certainly is (laughs) So that was, you know, another uh, thing of changing the atmosphere. So in perfect love, the King of Kings dwells with us, communes with us, reveals himself to us. What a wonder is that? When we call on him and declare his word, it is active, alive, and powerful. It's transformative. It changes our lives, builds our faith, shifts our perspective, changes our language. So proclaim his word in power and authority, Anticipate and expect miracles. And I'm going to turn it over to Marilyn. Ven
1: amiga. Nair and I had this thing we were going to do this morning, and then it just it, it it wasn't going to happen. So we'll do it a different time. But it was uh, it's about language, and God's looking at us and saying. Are you gonna speak your language or are you gonna speak my language? How many of you in here speak a foreign language? Naira. That's why he teamed us up on that one. <laughs> but it, it's like if I stood here and just spoke Greek to you and said, Kalimera, you pro, 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 beautiful. Is that truth or is that just a fact that I'm saying and you're believing the fact? See, God's word is true. God brings forth truth to us, and the world gives us facts. Now, how many times do you have people say, but the facts prove, the facts show, the facts, the facts? I was just, again, working at the assessor's office for this last election, and when we finished the first part of the election, there were two that were... Uh, running for the same position. It was a Pierce County and a, and a Kitsap County, and there was about a 105 vote difference. And the law says that there has to be a recount, it has to be a manual recount of all those ballots, okay, and then all the processes that go with it. So we are looking at that for facts. Now, if the facts are so valuable and so truthful that they stand as the final word, why do they make us do it in pairs so that there is no cheating? To change the facts. Our God doesn't change. Our God is truth. His word in him, he says, I am the word. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh to the Father but through me. There is no fact in that, that somebody can change. There's no PBS TV station that can say, 50,000 years ago, we found a remnant of a tooth that we believe belonged to Jesus. None of that stands true. And yet, when, when we look at the Word of God, so often we go, yeah, 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 yeah. In our head but we believe it as fact and not truth. Make sense? Make sense. Isabel, would you pop that up for me? see if I can get out of the way here. Um, Can you, that, that one out of the song that I came over and nudged you on. Let me see if I can get out of your way. You know what I love about the praise part? When we sit at home and praise him or in the car, if ever in the car and all of a sudden you find yourself drifting into the next lane because you're just lost in the spirit. However, um, our songs are declarations. We don't say, oh, Lord, we think you're the king of kings. We think you're the Lord of lords. We think you're glory. We think you're magnificent. Oh, we think you're worthy. Do our words... Our words are not truth, unless we speak His word. And so when it comes to living a Christian life, too often we sidestep over into, well, if it's His will to heal me. If it's, you know, somehow maybe He can... Oh, um, you know, I, I couldn't find my purse to get the... It's okay. It was a song that talked about, um, it's a song we sang and it was something, there was a line in there that was like, um, I think it was a second song and it was like, you know, something like death couldn't hold him and the facts, you know, couldn't couldn't change the truth. He was and he is and always shall be the living God. Anyway, um, the truth. Okay, I told you before that my my life's uh, scripture was whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I said, Lord, I know I'm free, but what is the indeed? I mean, I'm just like a little kid. I want it all. If there's some more chocolate on that table to eat, make a way for me to eat it. So this season, I know, is a new one. And uh, the scripture that he's given me for this season kind of blows my mind, but I'm having a ball with it. And it is, um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I have a childhood baby book that says when I was four, I could say the Our Father in English. I could say it in Greek as well. So you'd think with a double dip, I would really be knowledgeable, right? No, because I would say it out of rote, or I would say it because I'd memorized it, or this is what we do in this church service, or, you know, until you really step into the realm of Pentecost... It's just some more belief. Is it empowering? Is it changing you? Is it changing you to turn around and change your atmosphere? Because God's not looking for a whole bunch of people that can wrote the, the word back to him. Oh God, you said, glory, glory. Name it and claim it. Uh-uh. Here's what He's after, folks. He has prepared us to be warriors and champions. Or has he created us, I think, maybe to be a warrior? Maybe he's made you a champion. Um, uh, I think maybe he's rising us up to speak some change into the atmosphere. I don't know about the nations, but I don't know. Maybe I could smile at somebody at work. Do you hear the weakness in that? Is our God weak? Did he not go to the gates of hell and take back the keys of life? O-M-G. Thank you, God, you did. Because that was my set of keys for my life. And he is saying, Marilyn, I'm preparing you to be a warrior and a champion. Are you allowing him? Are you declaring, God, I will serve you as a warrior. I will serve you as a champion. God, you are rising me up to speak change into the atmospheres of our nations. Now, our nations doesn't always mean i got to get on a plane and go to, to, to Japan or somewhere. That woman at Walmart who, who gave me her, her coupon thing, three for the price of one, was a nation. Because I don't know who she's getting on the phone with that night. I don't know who she's going to be. What's that? FaceTime. Maybe she's got relatives in Czechoslovakia. Maybe she's Lithuanian. Maybe she's Portuguese. I don't know, but God does. And because I was willing to just gently speak truth, be so moved by the Spirit that I could weep tears of joy and appreciation I changed her but I'll tell you what else changed when I got saved I'm laughing here I just have can I just tell you this because we're family You know how you write your your stuff out you're going to speak on? Then I went back and I redid it and I numbered those pages too. The old set and the new set both have the same number of pages on them and I don't know which one's which so we're just going to roll with it. Okay, we're just going to roll with it. (laughs) So I'm coming back here. Declarations. Now when I first got saved I I had to learn Bible language. And back then it was only King James. We didn't have, and NIV was the next thing up and I loved it because it sounded more like me and You know, but every prophetic word was, thus saith the Lord, you know, kind of a thing. Okay. Declarations weren't happening then. Once I learned some of the words, the scriptures, and learned that he is scripture, he is the word, he is the gift giver, am I willing to receive it? Am I going to receive it here, which means I'm always going to be questioning what was the motive? Or am I going to just childlike receive it in my heart and go, yay, I got a birthday present. My birthday's today because I'm alive. Your birthday's today because you're alive. So he's trying to give us these gifts, and are we going to take them in? And as I began to mature, he took me from the, the, the first, second, third grade level of understanding and said, it's time now. I can, I can take you from adding and subtracting. I can put you into algebra. Now, you can't just get thrown into algebra unless you have a special gift. Not mine. And I start learning that. And when I get proficient, I get promoted, right? And I get promoted. And then it's graduation time. If I don't study, I don't promote. That means if I don't get up sometime during the day and have the word coming in, and I don't, it's not in condemnation. I don't have days, especially when I was working. Oh, my gosh, I just thought, I don't even know that I responded to anything that was on the church tagline because just life was just overwhelming. The however was and is, I was responding this way with him what he is now teaching me about thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm at that stage again. It's new, so I'm asking a lot of questions. So God, is this what the word will means to you? And he said, I'm so glad you asked because he answers no. You know, you know, I-, I will let you go to the grocery store. No, that's not the will the will he uses to express a command or a determination of one having authority or power as part of a summons expressing a royal command. I said, okay, if I wasn't Greek, I'd kind of chuckle and say, it's kind of Greek to me, God, what does that one really mean? And he said, when your mom and dad were alive but they were aging, he said, who did they go to to ask for give away power of attorney, medical power of attorney, legal power of attorney. And I said, well, they came to me. Why did they come to you? You had siblings. And I said, it was their choice. Okay, he said, I have given you that same will. I knew when my parents gave me power of attorney, they really trusted me. Because the minute that document was signed, I could have gone out, brought in a real estate agent, put their house on the market and say, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, too bad for you, you're out. Take all the money and run. Is that not true? Yeah, that's true. However, they trusted me, and I saw them through to the end. God has given us thy will, his will, in us and through us to be done here on earth because he's teaching us to be trustworthy and he's so sweet it's like I mean I just look okay we got these precious little kids parents in here of these kids would you let your kid run out there and run across that, that four lane highway by themselves yes or no why not why not they can run can't they that's a fact there's cars out there that's a fact well why wouldn't you let them do it Tammy because they would get hit. Because you have more knowledge. You have wisdom. And there are facts that say that's a high probability. And so God is doing the same thing. He doesn't put us in situations where we're gonna run out in traffic and get bumped over and killed, yet. Because he is preparing us to be warriors and preparing us to be champions. He is looking for people who are willing to stand up and shout glory, like Nyra at Walmart when the guy said, "Oh yeah, a bunch of propaganda." She worried on him with a gentle, kind spirit, not a bunch of "wah wah wah." Well, don't you know that the word will? No, he doesn't, and it's "wah wah 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 wah" his ears. And how do we know that? Because the truth in the word says, if it's not spoken in love, it is wah 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 wah. So it comes back to the heart motive. My parents entrusted me with their finances, with their medical power of attorney, all of that, because they knew I wasn't going to turn around and mess them over, that I would do in love the right thing. God is preparing us to do all that. Well, let's see. We got through the first line. Okay. <laughs> um, did I give you 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10? Okay. hop it up there. God is preparing us to be a royal priesthood. He says we are a chosen people. We are chosen. He said, but you are God's creation. Oh, excuse me. You are God's chosen treasure. Who chose us? It says right there, God chose you and me long before we chose him. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart. I'm going to holler here. Am I in? Am I out? Okay. He called you out of darkness. Yes, thank you, Lord. You certainly did me. To experience his marvelous light and how he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast His glorious wonders throughout the world. Whoa! Now, is that, a, is that just a bunch of facts somebody made up, or is that true? Why is it true? How do you know that? As Naira said, she quoted the scripture: "God is truth. God is the living Word. Nothing." Can stop his word from being true. Nothing can stop his word from fulfilling what it was sent to do. Wow. I got a whole year of studying this. I'm so excited I can hardly stand it. Just being a dictionary and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. God has given us his authority to represent him here on earth as he is in heaven. Don't you think God would have jumped up and down in excitement with the gal at Walmart who said, hey, buddy, can I help you out? I mean, don't you think he would have said, isn't she the cutest little thing going? Oh, my gosh, yeah, come on over here, put your iPhone here, and let's do this. That's God. That's what he's asking you and me to do. When I said, Lord, that woman was just adorable, oh, my gosh, I just loved her. And he said, well, yeah, I know that. And I said, you know, I talked to God. I mean, I talked to God like I talked to you, and I went... Sitting in my car, I went, Okay God, what's that one? What am I missing? And he said, Sweetheart, that's you. You were just like that woman. Isn't that something you would have done? And I said, Yeah. And then he gives me a flash of the last, you know, two months and times I did something like that. And I went, Got it. It helped me see and understand how I am learning to change the atmosphere in my little nations, my little hubs that I'm in, kind of a thing, okay? So, God has given us his authority to represent him here on earth as it is in heaven. The truth, Bible says, God is sinless. In him there is no sin. Did I give you that one? James 1, 13 through 16? Doesn't matter, it's in the Bible, check it out. John, go back and listen to the website. Okay. So, when you are tempted, don't ever say, God is tempting me. For God is incapable of being tempted by evil. And he is never the source of temptation. Now, just think about that. So, Oh, yeah, I have it up here. So when, when you get that temptation, realize that it's demonic. There's interference, atmospheric, you know, demonic stuff coming at you. Tempted by evil... And that in our weakness, we're resorting and flying back to old behaviors. I may be sinless because it all went to the cross. The however is, he's still got a lot of work of cleaning up my old behavior of living as a slave to sin for I don't know, 33 years, I think, is when I got saved. I was 33 years old. That's a lot of junk. And that junk didn't just disappear. That's working out my salvation. And that's what he's doing in me and through me. OK? When we become born again, he comes and lives in us, and we know all that. OK? Truth is, all our sins, yours and mine, have been nailed to the cross on Calvary. So again, if all my sins are nailed there, then all my sins are removed. Why do I not act Christ-like at all times? Because habit. I have some old, ugly habits from living in the sinful world in a sinful lifestyle before accepting Jesus. I'm a visual, so, so the enemy will come at me with visual stuff. And he'll come at you. He will bring up every rotten, stinking thing you ever did in your life. Am I the only one? I don't think so. Okay. I was just sitting here this morning, and I was like, Lord, you are so good. I just love my life in you. And bam, he brings up something that used to be really important to me, and that was an education. And so I went to college. And my first year, I got an A in Pinnacle and partying. And I came home shameful. That, that, that was fact, not truth. I was not shameful, but my thought pattern said, yes, you are. And the people around me said, yes, you are. And I didn't know Jesus other than in a legalistic way, so I saw that side of God, just the law, just the law. And I saw a God who only focused on my sin, not on the freedom that I had in him. I didn't know I had freedoms. Didn't know he cared like that. So I'm sitting over here, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, here's some of the things I used to call myself or say about me. Instead of saying I'm a warrior and a champion, I said, nah, I'm a former addict. No, I dropped out of college. No, I never got the Ph.D. Yeah, I got a- Instead of having a Ph.D. up here, yeah, I had a divorce decree or two up there. And the Lord said, nope, 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 look. And I looked again and I saw the wall in my office of that time period, and there was a huge PhD up there. And I said, Well, that's cool, God. What's that? And he said, Okay, PhD, right? He said, You are a warrior and a champion in prayer, in healing, and in deliverance. Now, that is truth. That is truth. And nothing or nobody's gonna say otherwise. Because it's not me, it's Him in me. And I went, Ooh, yay, God. And I kind of laughed and said, Well, it didn't cost me anything. And then I thought, Yeah, it did. It did because He works out of the circumstances of our life. And He took all the painful things and said, Will you now trust me? And I started to say to Him, God, Your word says you will turn everything to gold. You will make riches out of this. You will, you'll make beauty out of ashes. And he said, I want to do more than that. He said, That's first grade. He said, Now I want you to declare. I want you to declare my glory. I want your voice to roar. I said, okay, Lord, well, here we are. So so this is a piece that I want us to to realize. If you read the acronym, is that what we used last week, of of what the church's name stood for? We have to get that in hard copy and take it home so we can be praying that out. It was amazing to me. Hmm? Yeah, seriously. I mean, I want it anyway. Because here's too often where we are. The devil's whispering in my ear, oh, you know, yeah, you're, you, you, know, you know some scriptures and, you know, you got some tribals you can call on, however, um, hate to tell you, but you're just not quite that strong. In fact, the devil, here's what he will throw at me. Well, your husband's still disabled. I said, that one's not on me. Not on me. You and him better work that one out. Not strong enough. But I want you to look at here. In humility, although it's fun to be joyful, she says, uh, Today I whispered back in the devil's ear, I am a child of God, a woman, a man, a child of faith, a warrior of Christ. I am the storm. Now, do you think the devil's going to sit around and see if you're going to prove it? When you speak this, he knows you know. And that scares him, as it should. The question is, is this your truth? Or is this just facts? Someday, my love... Maybe Tuesday, maybe whatever. I remember that my daughter was, um, bless her heart, she was real strung out on the streets on meth. It's an awful season. Awful being a parent. Awful. And I pray for her, and I just knew she was going to come back. But man, Lord, today, isn't today the day? How about today? Is today the day? Mm-hmm. And then one day I woke up, and this uh, uh, I woke up. I don't know how to say it any differently. I woke up and I looked at my husband and I said, what time are you leaving for work? I mean, I was just like that. And he just looked at me and he said, "Um, I I think I'm leaving now. (laughs) And I said, good answer. I mean, I was so fired up on the inside because I knew that Jesus and I were going to hell that day and getting my daughter out. And I couldn't do it with anybody else in that house. That bullet was mine and I couldn't wait to just fire it off and when my husband was walking out the door I said because he'd come home for lunch sometime I said you're not coming home anytime today are you and he said um nope nope I'm not and I'm trying not to like just you know and I and I said okay and he said why don't you just call me when you're you, yeah when he you know I mean he just didn't know what was going on But he just said, just call me when you can. And I said, okay. And he left, and I just started declaring and decreeing. And one of the first declares and decrees I did, I said, God, please do not let me take my Bible and throw it and break anything in my house. Because I pray that way when it's time. It's not all the time. But when it's time, it's time. It's war fair. And I'm throwing my Bible, I threw it at the ceiling, I threw it at the walls, I'm throwing the word of God against the enemy. Take that one, Bucko, take that one. And it got dirty. I mean, it got I I, I just ha- I can't even tell you because it's just almost I don't know if anybody's been there and it's like, am I the only one? Are they gonna think I'm crazy? But it is the truth. And guess what? In that process that day, the Lord said to me, he said, I have people on the street that are going to go to your daughter and tell her it's time for her to go home. I said, oh, cool. Right, who do I think he's going to send? Right, facts say there's lots of churches up there on the street they bring them clean socks every week. They bring them food every week. They invite them to go here. They invite him to go there. I thought, oh, I thought all, of, all of you looking like folks were going to be the ones. My daughter called me three days later, and she says, Mom, she says, what in the hell are you praying? And I said, praying hell out. I said, why? What's going on? And she said, the hookers down on 45th Street are saying, You need to go back home. You have a mother that loves you, and she says it's time to go home. Not the street missionaries. Not the street missionaries. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And they weren't the only ones. That was just part of his way of doing things. So when we look at all of this, what's the next scripture up? Just remember, declarations change our vision. Without a vision, we perish. Is this our next one up? Okay. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting it's this way. I'm a mystery to myself, for I want to do what is right, but I end up doing what my moral instincts condemn. That translates to how come I still do the old behavior stuff? How come I still will hear a cuss word come out of my mouth? How come I put seven pounds back on in the stress of working at that place when God is not a God of stress? Okay. And if my behavior is not in line with my desire, my conscience still confirms the excellence of the law. In other words, you didn't run to me, Marilyn. You ran right to that big thing of red licorice vine. I told you on the way to get the first one, you're like an addict. You eat one. That whole thing is yours. And did I stop what I was doing? No. Did I know that the truth was being said to me and I wanted to make it fact instead of truth? Well, the fact is, is I can just eat three. Doesn't that just sound like every addict you've ever heard? And, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, okay. So it's when we sin, if you will... It's the old behaviors. And that's what he's working on cleaning up in us. And allow him to come and do that. The old ugly habits of living. It's when we were in slavery. When you're enslaved in something, nobody is around there speaking anything good into you. Just look at Pharaoh. Look at what he said and did to the Jews when he had them there. (coughs) There were no attaboys or attagirls. There was no Jesus loves you. There was no... You're a value. You're a pearl of great wealth. There was none of that. In fact, he got them so conditioned to his facts being truth that they were willing to go back under all that. Why? Because they weren't willing to change. It's a heart issue, not a head issue. That's why when we use our heads, we change for a season and we go right back to the old. Does God do that? No. No. God is constant, he's permanent, and he never changes. Um, And now I realize that it is no longer my true self doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. The enemy is alive, and he's still a liar. That's not fact, that's truth. But he has distorted that truth to make people believe it's just a fact. Because you and I both know if you've ever taken statistics for managers, you can make those numbers say just about anything you want in a board meeting. Now, the truth is, it's all fake facts. (laughs) I just find that amazing. All right, what's our next one up? When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Without a clear vision, before I surrendered to Jesus, I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I was supposed to get a college degree. I knew I was supposed to be a good girl. Well, that's hard to do when you were abused as a child, so okay, that one didn't. So, what vision did I have? I had all of this negative, you will not amount to anything. And God doesn't love you. My abuser told me that, and I believed that fact. That fact became truth for me, and it was the vision that I followed for 33 years. Well, must have been 31 because it started when I was two. So, without a clear prophetic vision, that's the difference. What is the prophetic vision he has given to you? He is saying, I'm preparing you to be a warrior. I'm looking to make champions out of my beloveds. And I want warriors. We don't need warriors for ourselves. We need warriors for the folks that are driving down that street, for the folks that are on your mail route, for the woman that's standing at Walmart next to me, for the whosoevers he puts it on us, for the people that he's going to be bringing through these doors. This is just a small season right here, but this place is going to explode. You know that, don't you? And he's saying, I cannot let it explode until you have made the commitments To gear up, to put the armor on, and to know how to wield and deal that sword, that shield, that faith, that peace on your feet. Will love come out of your mouth? Will you stay focused on the truth of my word? Because that's what's going to set these captives free. That's what the vision is. That's what Legacy City is. That's our command. That's our call. That's what he's saying. I've given you a clear prophetic vision. Do not wander astray. Follow the revelation of my word and let my heaven's bliss fill your soul. I come to church. I can't hardly... I can't hardly stand being so quiet. I'm really trying hard not to hoop and holler every two <laughs> seconds because I'm just so grateful for everything he's done. And he's not done with me yet, and he's not done with you yet. Oh, there's just so much here, but you know what? Here's the bottom line. I have a girlfriend, the one that came here a couple weeks ago, whenever I preached last. <clears throat> she and I, we've been prayer warriors through, you know, we say fire, fury, and flood. So you know it's not been easy, easy times. She and I, uh, well, let me back up. The tribe, when we first started coming here, we made an agreement that we were going to pray in the Holy Spirit every single day for every prayer list that came out on the church um, uh, text thing. And you'll see the results there, and you'll see, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And um, so I took this book, and I, it just it was amazing to me. The declaration, all of a sudden, I'd hear myself saying, oh, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm just believing, yeah, I'm believing that, yeah, you're, you're going to put some extra money in my bank account somehow, you know? So he did. I mean, I found out I didn't have to buy new tires. Okay, so there's 400 bucks. But you know what I'm But But listen to the weakness. Listen to the weakness of the prayer. Oh, God, I, I just, you know, I'm thinking you're going to somehow, somehow you're going to pull this off, you know, somehow you're going to do this. And then I read this and went, Oh, man, where did I go? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you think God is up there going, Oh, I think she's worthy of salvation, and, oh, I... I I don't know, maybe I'll listen to Lancer's prayer today. Maybe I won't. No, God is <laughs> omnipresent. He is, he is in it to win it with each one of us. So when Lynn and I, uh, she and I made a, 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 an agreement to pray for 21 days over and above what's going on with the church one, and we made a list of names, the people that we want to see things change in their lives. And we then wrote out declarations. And we have kept our word of we will call each other and say, is this a good time? I got seven minutes. Okay, do your thing. And she just starts declaring, and I'm in agreement, and I'm in agreement, and I'm in agreement. And we don't get through the whole list. I say, okay, love you, bye. And I'll call her back when I'm on the road, and I'll say, okay, I've got a half an hour. I'm going to Tacoma. she's roll it. And I just start declaring and decreeing. And it is phenomenal because it is the word. It's not the word. It, it, it is the word of God. And the power in it is phenomenal. Because I'm no longer thinking, well, okay, well, what if he doesn't get healed? Oh, bad me. Oh, low, no faith. I don't care anymore. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it, I'm just doing it. She and I, I pulled in the, in the parking lot here, and she says, oh, okay, well, and I said, no, no more, okay, gotta go, love you, bye, talk to you later, and I just hung up. And I want us as a church to really grasp the power in this. I, I, just, I challenge you, if you're a husband and wife team, or if you'd rather have a woman to woman and a guy to a guy, A kid to a kid. Make that commitment. 21 days. I laughed when the Lord said 21 days. I said, well, Lord, you know, the world says you can change a habit in 21 days. He said, well, yeah. He said, they stole that from me. He said, didn't it take me 21 days to break through the king of Persia to answer the prayer? He said, do you think that was before I won't mention motivational speakers, but don't you think that was a long time before they came on the market? So I, I just, can I just do some declarations over us? And then I really challenge you. I mean, I, I may come around and just say, okay, so who, who are you partnering up with to do your declarations with? Because I need your declarations over me. And I got a hunch you need my declarations over you. Is that making sense? So, Father, I, I just thank you for your, your word, and your word is truth, Lord. I thank you that we're not, we're not going to fall and be um, duped by the facts. We're going to just stand on your word and your promise. It's not a name and claim it, Lord. It is truth, and the truth is what sets us free. So, Father, we, we want the revelation and the understanding of thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do we walk, Father? How do we walk in health and pureness? How do we walk with that joy unspeakable? How do we proclaim the goodness and your mercies, Lord? How do we live without shedding a tear? How do we live stress-free? How do we say to anxiety, leave in Jesus' name? How do we, Lord? Live that lifestyle. Give us each the revelation of declarations you want us to proclaim that will first set us free, that we as warriors and conquerors, Lord, will be able to change atmospheres through the wave of our atmosphere change. Father, Legacy City, I declare, is a beacon on a hill. I declare they will come into this church, Father. They will come in in wheelchairs and they'll come in on canes. They will come in broken, Father. And they, I declare in your name, will leave healed. And they will, they will be the one out of the ten lepers who comes back and says thank you. And they will evangelize your name. They will shout the glory. They will Send them back here because you sit on your throne in this room, in this body, in these hearts, and you through us, you give us the privilege to declare your word, Father. I declare freedom of mind here. I declare, Lord, that our time is your time. That we will just shout, even if it's a two-minute shout, victory. We will pray. We will praise. We will demand intimacy. That, Father, we will become more and more like you and less and less of the old us. That people look at us, that the shadow from us falling on them sets them free because the shadow is your resemblance. And we just declare, Father, this day, your word is truth. We believe it, we stand on it, and we're not budging to go any other direction. You are goodness, and your goodness resides in us. We are your declaration, we are your bride. We are your children. We have the inheritance of what you offer. And we believe and receive this day every morsel of what you have for us. I declare that big banquet table that has that has all of our inheritance on it, Father, that we just Run in that room, and we don't leave until we have tasted and seen how good you are. That we can run out of that room so full that we can just proclaim your glory to all. Because you are good all the time. We love you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, if anybody, yes, Deb, get up here, girl. We will get out of here by three, I promise.
0: It's just been bubbling up, so I'm going to have to do it. Anyway, this morning, the Lord gave me the scripture. Um, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. So I am who who he says I am, and I can do what he says I can do. So the change in the mindset I am crucified in Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me.
2: Isn't that a good word? <laughs> That's one of my